Hey everyone, how's everyone going? Um, episode number seven um, in the podcast. I'm actually really excited tonight. Um, it's a late one, 9.22pm, but I'm excited. Um, honestly, when I started the podcast, I felt like I'm not going to get past episode number five um and i'm honestly really enjoying it i've been enjoying every single episode i've been doing um and it's actually really nice asking people questions and just kind of breaking down uh people's mentality i feel like it's really nice um and just actually talking about topics that actually matter and uh, i've been i feel like the, the the guests that are coming on are actually really cool um and really comfortable to talk to me which is i find that like i'm really thankful for that um Today is a reoccurring guest. Um, this guy is Nate. Now, um, Nate, please let me know if I got this wrong. But um, from the last time I spoke to you, so what you do is you help personal trainers um, transition from face-to-face personal training to online, so they can actually build their revenue a little bit more. Um, that's the way. That's the way I kind of um, I'm looking at you at the moment. Now, I would love if you can. Um, Introduce yourself again, just to make sure if there's any other listeners that haven't heard about what you do. And by the way, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah, like you said, part of what I do um, is, yeah, helping face-to-face personal trainers that are wanting to, I guess, break out of the bullshit of the, you know, working for, working for hours, essentially. And, um being instead of working inside a business, working um, on the business. So, and the best way that I've found to be able to do that is to make that transition um, to the online space. But I guess more recently, um, I've started to really transition, not transition, but um, go in the direction of helping personal trainers on the psychology behind the sales Mm. and understanding the psychology behind the people they're actually talking to so that they can, in understanding them better, um, they can empathize with them better, empathize with the situation better and connect with them. And then connecting with them ultimately leads to the close. What's oh, by the way, this is a really quick question. What's a close when, when you're talking about closing a sale? What exactly is closing a sale to a personal trainer? Yep, so a close is instead of I prefer to use the term close, um, because I think selling someone is very um, it's, it's an outdated term. So, closing mm-hmm. is basically you instead of convincing someone that they're making the right decision, you have changed their belief mm-hmm. from one of I'm screwed and there's nothing I can do about it and this is my life to this is a shitty situation but it's only temporary and you are the, you know, the most qualified person to help me get out of this shitty situation and that's why I'm paying you. Right. So, for example, a personal trainer talk uh, going for one session and just kind of doing it for the workout, um, the close will be to make that long term. Yeah. Yeah. To make, to make, um, 
the person actually just have almost no doubt that in working with you, mm. there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and that you are the ultimate solution to their problem. Yeah. I want to oh, – look, so I've seen your Facebook page, and this is one of the reasons I feel like I wanted to, especially with you, get on the podcast – you announced that you are doing a some kind of program. Um, I haven't looked into it, I haven't looked at it too much, but I really want to get into it today. Um, I really want you to kind of. I want to know exactly what you're up to, man, because everyone is doing a lot of a lot of different things, and I feel like a lot of people, and I guess including me as well. Like I, I'm doing kind of the same thing almost every day but I feel like I'm trying to do a lot of different things like the podcast like the content marketing like the ads um really kind of getting on the phone and talking to people and things like that um and like helping a lot of a lot of different people but when you look online and when you see someone announce something really different than what other people are doing it kind of grabs my attention um what is this program? Like, what exactly are you doing? I'm interested. I just want to hear what you have to say. Um, could you kind of go from the start? And firstly, I want to ask you, what is the program? So, yep. So the program itself is called The Subtle Art of a Successful Closer. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what it is basically, so... What I'm really sort of um, dialing in on at the moment is a a short intro version of it um, through through a five day program. So utilizing a five day program to give an insight into the overall of the subtle art of a successful closer. And so basically, why I named it that is because in itself, it is. It's, a ty- it's, a, it's an art. It's an art form. You know, communication is an art form. Being able to connect with someone on such a deeper level that, like, they never want to work with anyone ever again because, you know, you provide them with such amazing results that, that why would they work with anyone else ever again? You know, being able to provide results at that level and be able to connect with people on such a deep level that, you're no longer a client, but a, a friend. Um, so many people put this fake facade on or put this unnecessary professional face on all the time when they're, when they're talking to people. And it really, it breaks down that, that communication, you know, because you're not being authentic. If you're not being authentic, you can't communicate properly. And so it's, really based around helping people communicate better, helping people with the, um, the, pro- the, the process of going through to the close. You know? So how to originally get on the phone with people, you know? how to connect with them and build rapport, how to actually structure the sales process. So it's not salesy, it, it's genuine. And then before going into the actual sales process, you, know, you need to actually have the leads and prospects coming through. And so 
another component of it is also the lead generation aspect. So being able to generate leads organically through referral and through paid advertising is incredibly important. Being able to make sure that you can effectively utilize all three streams means that you're never going to be out of work ever again. And so it's teaching them the three streams of lead generation um, and communication um, to lead to income, but also changing people's lives. Is this something tailored for personal trainers only or is it for everyone that's trying to or they have a business that's trying to close more sales? At the moment, it is, yeah, it is structured for personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, personal trainers and online coaches and again, yeah, personal trainers wanting to transition to the online because the sales process from face-to-face to online is different. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, it's um, geared towards the personal trainers. Mm. Can, I, can I ask why? Because I th- like in my opinion, I think a lot of people, what, what, what they can do is use their current people that they're working with and they would try and for example do an upsell and try to close someone on a something else to make more money right and I don't know if I don't really know if you're comfortable enough to talk about something like this because I feel like people that run businesses don't talk about money because they don't want their own clients to kind of know about that kind of stuff um, okay. but instead of going just through your to your current clientele, the people that you're working with, why did you think about starting a program which looks like it's kind of external? Um, it looks like you're already helping the people you're working with, but you still thought to start a program uh, for people that maybe don't work with you at the moment. Like, can I ask why you did the program? What was the mindset behind that? I guess the main mindset behind it was to... I guess, provide a solution. Like I'm in with the solution that I'm providing at the moment. It is somewhat separate to the, the solution of from the subtle art of a successful closer. So I suppose the reason that I made it separate and I'm sort of branching out is to, again, not only tap into a the same market but a, a new salute a new problem mm-hmm. um, but to branch out to more people you know to connect with more people to be able to work with more people to be able to provide multiple solutions um, to different areas of the industry I want to get I want to kind of understand exactly what it is right like for let's say it's me, like let's say I'm a personal trainer. I go and I see your page. I'm like, okay. By the way, I like the freaking name, the subtle. Uh, what was it? What is it called again? The subtle art of successful closer. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> That's a good ass name for a freaking program. <laughs> um, um, let's say okay. Let's say I look at it and I'm like, man, this sounds really interesting. I want to give it a try. Um, I like Nate, for example. I want to. I want to see what this is about. What? How do I go? How do I get to enter this program? Um, 
So there's a couple of different options. There is reaching out to me directly mm-hmm. um, through you know, opting into or requesting to join my Facebook group. So mm-hmm. the subtle art of a successful closer. Um, and I'm going to be uh, running a funnel soon for it as well. So there's, there's that option as well. Beautiful. Sounds good. Um, what happens at the start? Is it, and I want to be really transparent here. There's a lot of uh, programs. There's a lot of, uh, so many coaching things that are going on where someone would go on, they would, for example, go into it and then get upsold on this and this and this and this. Like the main reason for the program is not to actually have the program, is to actually sell people on different things other than the actual program, if that makes sense. Like they try and sell a book or they try and do this or they try and do that and get you to join something else. Is this, is this, do, the way you look at this, is it literally just helping people or are there different ways you want to go about it and there are different upsells that you're trying to make money from? So I think it's I think it's really important through the the trust building process because yeah. every human being on the face of the planet works off of trust. You know, mm-hmm. If there's no trust, then people don't do things. They don't connect with people. They don't talk to people the way that they normally would. Um you know, trust is probably the most, bar love, it's probably the most powerful um, emotion and type, um, most powerful, I guess, way of our brain working is in, in being able to connect with other people. Um, so it's an absolutely necessary component and through actually proving, you know, being like, okay, you work with me for you know, five days for free and um, you'll, you know, let the results speak for themselves. Um, and then at the end of the process, the decision's up to them. You know, Wait, is there a, is it, there's, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There's a five day trial in the program. Yeah, a um, a five day intro for the program. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, a five day trial. Okay, and is that mainly okay? So, okay, let's go. Let's go. Actually, go into it if that if that's okay with you. Let's actually get into it. Um, yeah. What I go into the program. What exactly happens from there? Do I get on the phone with you, and then? we literally just start and what do you start with? Is it, do you try and kind of break me down mentally and kind of understand where I'm trying to grow or like how, how do you go about actually coaching? Because there's different, like different types of coaching. There's like kind of more managing, there's like leading and there's like actually um, kind of being there for, like, I don't know, like there's a lot of different type of coaching. There is the way you go about it. How, yeah, how how do you coach personally? Is it a lot of time on the phone, or how do you how do you do it? Yeah, so I guess mine is mine is very much you know, communication and um, love based, I suppose, in the sense of 
just guiding them through not only the discomfort of the you know the inevitable feelings of building a business because let's all face it we've all felt the negative feelings that come along with building a business like it's it's part of the process um not only that but so when you first go into it um yeah we'll have a chat on the phone just about your business you know getting getting an understanding of behind the scenes aspects so you know current revenue um revenue streams you know, how many clients, things like that, and what the desired outcome is in terms of growth. Um, again, revenue, how many clients. Um, yeah. And so, and from there, we, depending on the level of growth that the current business is at, is to whether we will tweak some small things, you know, like, like branding and things like that in the beginning, or, just go straight into um, the three different streams of lead generation, but teaching them how to understand the the strategies that you can utilize within each different type of um, lead generation stream. So strategies for gaining organic leads, strategies for gaining um, pay leads and strategies for gaining referral leads. Um, through that point, once you know, the leads actually come in, there's no point in having leads if you can't actually effectively convert them, mm. um, which is where I guide them through a two-step sales process um, or consultation process. So it's what I call an audition call. So audition call, and why I call it an audition call is because it's not only it's not only the person on the other end seeing if you're a good suit for them, but it's to see if they're a good suit for you. There's, there's nothing more frustrating or difficult um, or that creates a bigger headache than working with a pain-in-the-ass client. And so being able to actually vet your leads and prospects before it gets to that point makes your life a whole lot easier. Um, and then through that call, it goes on to the consultation call. And then I will spend time on the phone with them to actually help them perfect that process, I suppose, of going through an actual consultation call and using, using a structure rather than an actual script. Uh, so I think scripts are very inauthentic and outdated. You know, people can yeah. sort of tell when you're, when you're reading off a script rather than actually just speaking whatever words you want to be speaking. Mm. Um, and, yep. Go on. Do you want to continue? Yeah, and then, um, so, and then that, that process would be done over the those five days mm-hmm. and then yeah once you get to the end of of the five day trial it is you know, a matter of having a conversation and what direction they want to go whether they want to continue to grow that business um, with different strategies again with and 
focus on growth or um, if they feel that they want to go a different direction. Do you think that, well, well, I want to ask you this, are you giving too much upfront in the first five days or is there just too many things that you can that, that that people can do to help themselves that you don't care you're giving a lot at the start because you know there's too much in the back end that you can help with as well do you think someone can take advantage of this five-day free thing and then walk away and be okay or do you think that the the amount of support you give after that is just immense as well yeah i mean obviously the you know, the support and the guidance, accountability and structure, all those things are not going to decline um, beyond the five-day trial. But no, I don't think... I think to a degree, you need to be somewhat cautious in you know, not giving away your gold for free. Mm-hmm. Um which is not what I'm. Which is what I'm not doing. Um, which is it's just a it's a normal um, part of business, I suppose. Um, but yeah, in terms of, am I afraid that I'm giving too much value in the beginning? I don't think. I don't think you can really give too much value in the beginning, um, yeah. because of the way that. Even if, like, for example, you had a, a five-day trial you know, mm-hmm. and you, you're literally, your whole five-day trial was all the content that you had in a three-month program. You could actually you know, put all the value into that five-day trial. More often than not, people um, will believe, you know, if he can provide this much value in five days, how much value am I going to get in a 12-week period? Yeah. Um, and it creates that, that desire to get more results, to get more value, to, to level up. I love that answer. Um, I mean, I think I, I actually agree with that a lot. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people uh, kind of – hide oh, I don't know I want to make the, I want to make sure I say this right I feel like a lot of people hold back too much on try not to give too much up front because they feel like they quote unquote giving away their like their secrets which is I think bullshit like if if I really feel like whenever I'm working with someone for example I would literally give everything in the first day to one week because I actually care about the results like I really care about actually helping someone and as long as you help someone in the first five days or two weeks and just like you said about the trust they're going to trust you enough because they know that you're willing to help them for the next two to five years yeah Um, and I think yeah I think um People are, people are lazy in terms of people that are in our position, um, you know, that are giving value and giving, providing a service. More often than not, or you know, just too regularly, they are not willing to 
go what others would consider above and beyond for the other person. You know, like I am quite happy to go what others consider above and beyond because it's not it's not con- what I would consider above and beyond. It's just doing what I need to do to get the other person results because I want the other person to have a positive experience. I want them to actually get the right results that they instill their trust in me to get. Um, because like I said like earlier, trust is a massive, it's a massive deal for people. You know, people reluctantly give it and if you break it, you're fucked. Like, why would someone trust you again if you've broken their trust? Is that is that something you is that something that you talk about in the co- in the in the program as well? Because it's actually super important. Like we can literally sit down and have a, a a three hour conversation, literally just about trust and actually caring about people. Um, is that something you go into in the program as well when you're on the phone? Yeah, that's a that's a massive aspect of it, definitely because because that's regardless of the industry, whether it's um, you know, the business industry or whether it's personal training. Um, yeah, even even e-commerce, you know, people are instilling trust in you to give them the money to um, get a product. You know, in in every single industry, in every single area of life, actually, um, trust is just huge. <coughs> so, yeah, it's definitely a massive area that I touch on because you know, break too many people's trust. Um, and your, your reputation is going to go down the drain pretty quickly you know, because people remember, people are unfortunately naturally wired to remember negative experiences far more easily, far more frequently than positive experiences. So you might do 10 good things for, for a person. They literally by no fault of their own, will have more trouble recalling those positive experiences than the one shit thing that you might have done to them. Why, Why do you think, think that is? is? I think because... Because, because for example... But sorry for cutting you off. Well, it's, it's actually true. Like, it's 100% true. Like, I think like, the thing is that that's for me as well, though. Like, I would... Um, someone would help me a lot, and it's something bad would happen and I guess you would remember that thing that little that little thing for the next two days I do kind of stop myself and be like I actually love this person I'm not gonna there's no reason to like judge or something like that but like that's facts what you just said like people get stuck on the negative and not think about the positive so much and I kind of stop myself to make sure I'm that doesn't happen to me but why do you think people are like that though because it's a it's a self preservation mechanism. You know, like just because it's not it's not a physical threat, it, it's an emotional threat. You know, we if you break someone's trust, you're you're emotionally threatening them because you they've basically opened their heart to you and you just punched it. <laughs> you know? You know, you just um didn't didn't give them the respect that they deserve um, for, for being able to actually open up and, and trust you. So, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's self-preservation. You know, it's saying if if someone, um, it's the same, you know, it's, I guess, on a much smaller level, it's the fight or flight response that you get if someone pulled a knife on you, for example. You know, you're either going to retreat, retract, um, and, and run away, or the complete opposite gets super aggressive and, um, you know, but still have have resentment and hate towards the other person. Same thing applies when you break someone's trust is that fight or flight, you know, they're either going to retract and never talk to you again, never trust you again, or they're going to get really pissed and um, abuse you. What do you think is... What's something, um, I don't want to kind of ask this question right because I think it's super important. What do you think is something the majority is lacking? And I think I asked you this question in the last podcast as well, but I think it's an important question. What's something that you feel like everyone is lacking and they they should be focusing on it? Whether it's business or personal or um, if you want to tailor it to personal trainers as well, you can do that. What's something everyone should be doing but they're not but it's kind of obvious as well to do mm. um i would say just to be yourself right? like so many especially in, in, in sales like it's it's painful listening to people on the phone sometimes when they're in a in a phone console or even in person they put this whole persona on you know and it's it's people are very like we have a an a vibrational energy that every like everyone has a vibrational energy and when we are being authentic and we are being ourselves and just, just being open and genuine. If the other person is being genuine, then those energy levels match. You know, frequency matches, and there's there's a connection built um, from the energy. If you're putting on a front, you know, you're putting on a persona, you're putting on this, this false self to try and impress the other person, or just to for what, whatever reason people do it, the other person's just sitting there, you know, being themselves, just waiting for this consultation to start. Um, so so their, their energy's open, you know, and, and vulnerable. And then you come in with this fake energy that's basically you're, you're closing yourself off because you're not actually being you. They mm-hmm. sense that. You know, they sense that, that difference in energy, which makes them, as soon as you sit down, as soon as you come probably within a three or four meter, meter radius of them, they will begin to emotionally close because they don't feel safe. And I guess it's like, it's it's one of these topics where people in business would kind of lie about how many clients they have or how much money they make or put on this, just like you said, this facade of of pretend, facade of pretend. And the thing is, it's 
the thing is, it's like it's actually like super hard to be yourself. It's actually really hard, and I th- like this is honestly one of the reasons I started doing this as well. Because the more people you, sp- the more perspectives, perspectives you see, the more people you talk to, and the longer conversations you have, the more you're forced to be honest. Like there's, when you get on the phone for five minutes with one person, you can pretend like you could be whoever you want to be. And the thing is, especially if you have, for example, a Facebook page, you can make yourself look like whoever you want to make yourself. You can yeah. rent a car out, you can do this, you can you can just, the, the, the pretend is unbelievable and that's why it's, that's why, and that's why you, I want to go back to trust again because it's super hard to trust people now because I feel like the internet is giving a platform of fakeness um, yeah. and obviously it's not the platform, it's the people that use it. I'm not going to blame the internet, I'm going to blame obviously the people, but I don't blame the people too much because it's so easy to fake nowadays. Yeah, um, like I feel like everyone um, should be doing something to try and find out who they are, but it's actually super hard, and it's so easy to say, but it's and, and it's obviously it's harder to do. Like, is there anything that? And I'm not like I'm not kind of asking you this like oh because you're a professional. I, mean, I want to ask you because there's a genuine question. Is there anything that you feel like people need to do to kind of be more self-aware and actually be themselves and not have this facade and pretend? Oh, the thing is, people pretend because they want other people to like them. People buy, I feel like, in my opinion, nice cars or nice things because they care more about the opinion of someone else rather than their own. Um, and that's obviously scary. Is that some? Is there something people should do to learn more about themselves or understand themselves more and kind of be more real with everyone else? Like, like is there yeah. anything that you think people can do? Well, just to I guess take a small step back, and it does it seems very um, what's the word almost hypocritical, I guess, um, mm-hmm. but. When in the in your branding, for example, you know, in in the way that you build your online presence and build your business, it's not yeah no, it's not fakeness. Like you don't, you shouldn't be building your business on fakeness. But there is certainly a level of perception that you you need to give your audience in order for them like I think I gave the the analogy of Superman in that in our last conversation of Superman was only Superman because no one actually saw Clark Kent. Right? If everyone saw Clark Kent, you know, this shy, timid, introverted person, Superman they they wouldn't see the value in Superman anymore. Because they're just like oh, it's just Clark Kent. Okay. Um, the same principle applies, for example, when if you go to um, when you like when you're starting a business and you try and 
sell whatever your business is based around it to a close friend or a family member. Quite often, they either won't buy or if it's, say, a service-based business and they do buy, they won't respect you enough to actually follow through on, like, and actually follow your directions. Um, and that's because they just see you as you. Um, I think, yeah, there is a level of necessity in terms of giving your audience the correct perception, not a false perception, but a perception that they of you that they need to see. It's still real, but it is given to them in a way that is necessary for them to actually respect you enough to see the value in what you do to get them the results. Um, do, you, do you think that showing... And I like what you said there. You, you never, you never said to put on a fake image. You said to put on the side that you do have, the side that you have, but put that side on camera or put that side on your page. But do you do you think that you should be putting the other sides as well, or do you think that might? Um, kind of uh, bring down your value or people might think less of you if you do that or do you think putting yourself totally out there is the way to go about it i think yeah i think just like superman puts a you know his his best version in the public eye um i think that it's it's our responsibility to the people that we're serving to put ourselves our best selves in the public eye um, for them to be able to, yeah, respect us enough to actually trust us and see the value in what we do to be able to get the results. Um, but yeah, like you just said before, it's not it's not a it's not a fake version of you. It's it's part of you. It's just the version that your audience needs to see. You know. Putting, um, you know, there's always, I think it's always good to put some personal things up from time to time, um, you know, to remind people that you're, that you have a, a personal side, you have a personal life. Um, but I think it, it also needs to be selected as well. Um, the thing is, the thing is for me, the thing is for me is, um, it's. I feel like, I feel like it's hard to be, and this is going to sound cliche. It's, I feel like it's going to be really hard to truly be happy with, and this is my opinion with business. If you're putting one side out and not showing the rest, I. The thing is for me is I feel like, I feel like I'm happier when I'm putting all the sides out. Like there's there's. And I'm not sure if you've seen this, but I've made a couple of posts and I, I was like, hey, everyone, I don't want to show great results only. I'm actually going to start showing negative results, failed campaigns, things that don't go as planned. But the way I go about it is it's not about the, fa the putting up the failures. It's about showing people that you can you yourself can actually learn from those kind of things and do better I guess and that just sounds terrible I don't know how to explain it properly I'm terrible with like really bad with words but I feel like I'm happier when I'm 
being myself. I feel like when I'm putting out the failures that I have and then putting out the goods that I have, people care more about the goods when I'm showing them the bad as well. Yeah, because I they think see both sides. Like, I think um, you know, done in the right way. I think that yeah. it's, it's certainly an element that can be utilised to yeah, remind people that you are you are human. Mm. But I think you, when people do this, they also need to distinguish whether it is whether it makes them feel better when they do it because they're genuinely wanting to connect with people, you know, allow themselves to be vulnerable with people, allow themselves to um, allow people to see them as they are, or if it is a limiting belief that's skewing the perception to make you feel as though or make the person feel as though they're doing it for one reason when they may be doing it for a reason that could be um, negative. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think... And I, I feel like the thing is, like, I just feel like business and happiness should go together. Um, and obviously, it's really hard because business is really hard as well. Like, I'm, I'm sure personal trainers are going through a a lot of things, a lot. Like, I'm like, well, mind me asking, quick question: What's the lifetime of one client for for a personal trainer? Um, I just, I think it depends on Average. the results. But but the the sales process as well. Uh, if if the sales process is done as best as it can be done, um, then you're going to have a, a client for a really really long time. Um, but it also it also comes yeah comes down to results, the initial connection that is built, so the sales process, mm-hmm. um, and actually continuing to build that relationship, you know, continuing to actually invest in that relationship just like you would, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a, um, a family friend. You know, you, you actually spend emotional energy to invest into that relationship. And I think that's really important. I, think, I don't think enough, enough people do that or are willing to do that. Mm. Do you think that a lot of personal trainers are just, hey, I'll see you at five o'clock on Friday. Is that a good time for you? Cool, that's it. And then do the session and then that's kind of it. Okay, I'll see you next week. Is there a lot of personal trainers that do that? I think that there there are a lot of personal trainers that get into the industry for the wrong reason. Yeah. You know, they get into it to, you know, to make money and to... To, um, well, that's that's the primary focus yeah. you know, of, of some people, and if that is the primary focus, especially in personal training and the fitness industry, um, you're 
you're going into the wrong industry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with liking money. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting money. Um, but, yeah, it comes down to why you're doing what you're doing. You know? And if someone's doing it for money, they're not going to be they're much less likely I should say to be willing to go above and beyond and to actually be vulnerable and emotionally invest in the relationship because to them it's not a genuine relationship it's a means to an end which is money what do you think makes a bad um, personal trainer And unwillingness to learn. <laughs> um, I think a lot, especially because in fitness there is so many different ways to get the same outcome. You know, there's so many different ways to build muscles, so many different ways to lose fat, there's so many different ways to increase your cardio fitness that they learn one way and they're like, this is the only way. And then they're unwilling to um, learn and because they become tunnel visioned in that area it often translates and spills over into other areas like business personal relationships um, finance you know so many other areas that just become closed off to, to other options or other perspectives and that makes for not only a really crappy business person but a really crappy personal trainer Do you think people change? Do you, and it's this question for some reason just popped out, I don't even think about it for some reason, didn't even go in my head and I just sat up for it without even thinking. But do you think people, do you think people that are in it for the wrong reasons can turn into people that actually become really good in personal training? Or do you think people should just find out if you actually want to do it and if you do actually want to do it then you'll do well or do you think people can still be successful um, without being fully in it yeah I think like there's I think good and bad you know uh, right and wrong it's, it's, it's a societal concept really um, you know there, there is no real such thing as, as good and bad as such Um so to say that they're, you know, people can be crappy at what they do, uh, that doesn't make them a bad person, doesn't make them, um, yeah, it just, if they're in it for the wrong reason originally, chances are it's because their personality is, like, there's there's a, there's a, um, what would you call it? Like a, a recurring type of personality that tends to go into health and fitness. And there's a recurring type of personality that tends to go into, say, business coaching or, or you know, more that kind of service-based um, business. There's a certain type of personality that tends to go into e-commerce. Um, you know, if you're in the fitness industry for the wrong reason, like you may, it may just be that your personality is more wired 
to be um, more in the in the business realm. Um, doesn't mean that you know, and that like it is ultimately their responsibility to figure that out because if in not figuring it that that out, they are doing their clients a disservice because their clients could be going to someone that is genuinely invested in getting them the best possible results because their personality aligns with that service. Right. You were a personal trainer before, right? Were you? Yeah. How did you find it? I, I, I really did like it. Um, I like the idea of being able to you know, it's, I guess, because I see, I see the, the connection in business coaching and, um, you know, fitness coaching. Like there's, there's a very similar, very similar in terms of psychology, you know, because you're basically taking someone that believes that they're, they're destined to be screwed you know, in fitness coaching, you're taking someone that believes that they're going to spend the rest of their life as unhealthy, overweight, hopeless, worthless, you know, because not only is it the, um, the weight, you know, it's not only the physical, the physical aspect of it, like you're, you're changing that entire person's psychology, you know, because when people, Quite often, when I had people come to me that were quite overweight, they were just in a really negative mind space. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't good enough. They had all this, this negative bullshit that gets drilled into people from the moment that we can ex- we can experience negative experiences, which is from birth essentially. Um, and then we grow up. And then these things translate, these, these limiting beliefs translate into the bullshit that creates you know, a fear of connecting with people, a fear of public places, you know, a fear of um, being able to be themselves. You know, and then they end up in this rut where they've gained you know, 80 kilos, um, they have no self-esteem, they feel like they're just a piece of shit. Um, and they're literally, like, on the deepest possible level, unhappy with life. And you're changing all of that for them. You know, and the exact same principle applies in business coaching. You know, people come to you because they're unhappy in in similar in in a similar type of psychology, and so yeah, I I, I love both of them. I guess I think you're in the right industry, man. I guess when I hear you talk about, I don't know, like I feel like even in the last podcast when I talked to you, um, and afterwards I was like, 
you know, this guy actually likes what he does. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is actually kind of passionate about it. Um, especially, like, especially now, man. Like, I'm talking to you. I'm like, this guy, this guy loves this shit. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I found it really cool, man. Well, why did you, why did you, and I think I've asked you this before, but what, why did you get into business? Was it, and I'm, I don't know, from hearing you talk, it feels like it's not just about the money. It feels like there's actually reasonings behind it and there's actually some kind of story. Like, why did you get into business? Um, and I've got another question after this, but yeah, why did you get into the business? I guess because, and this is a pretty soft area, I suppose. Um, so I suppose when, because you know, I've, I've got my own, you know, my own mentor as well, um, but mm-hmm. not so not so much business mentor as as mindset because even you know even Shane Robbins, you know the most influential, powerful mindset coach in the world, has a mindset coach. Right? Every every human being um, should have one. I, I believe they should have someone that can externally you know pull the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I first connected with you know my coach, I was so many levels of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I had no confidence. I had no self-esteem. I, I couldn't string a sentence together to save my life. You know, because I was always stuttering. Um, because I was just afraid of showing people myself, you know? um, and I was just, I was just unhappy. Not necessarily in my external life, but I was, I was very, very unhappy internally. Um, Can I ask why? Why you just um, just like a lot of negative experience I was I guess growing up um, you know divorce like parental divorce um, that wasn't didn't go down well <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and just just all the baggage I guess that you that you um, accumulate as you're growing up you know it's kind of like when you put a um, a net through a pond and it just it just grabs shit on the way. That's that's what we do basically is we're moving through life, except we're much more inclined to grab all the bad shit instead of the good shit. Um and so when I actually got to adulthood, all all these negative experiences um manifested in, in just this deep level of unhappiness. And he turned all that around for me. No, oh, he, was he, it, was it he that? gave me he gave me the skills you know, and the tools to be able to allow myself to turn those things around. And how did you meet him? Um, opted into one of his funnels. Amazing. The way you met him is the way people might meet you. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's that's probably the 
the realest reason as to why I made the transition in business coaching is to be able to impact people the way he impacted me. I like, I like that. Shit. Shit. I, like I like that. that. Is when did you um, launch the program? By the way, how long ago? Um, the current program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, probably only two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Cool. Beautiful. What's that? How's the feedback? Well, how is it? How are you, how's it going? Do you think? Um. I think that, yeah, it's it's going pretty well in terms of structure, um, process, everything like that. I haven't put a lot of time into the actual, um, you know, like I've really wanted to, just as you're, I guess, wanting to not only gain proof of concept through paid marketing, but you're wanting to um, gain leads as well um i'm yeah really i guess i've put a, a real emphasis in the past on on organic lead generation um and it's certainly it's, it's a powerful tool to have um and i'm glad that i'm able to use it but i i guess with this one i want to um hit two birds with one stone I suppose in giving the results within the program but then also giving um, proof of concept through the results that I'll get for the challenge through paid advertising which I'll um, launch in the next week or so I love that I want to ask you and I think we've been going for about an hour to be honest has it, has it been an hour yeah holy shit it's been an hour um, <laughs> goodness gracious man that went fast okay I, I'm gonna look honestly I actually don't want to waste too much of your time right I think this has been really enjoyable for me you've been a natural man I'll thank you so much for joining me by the way I'm not gonna end it yet because yep. I'm enjoying this a little bit too much just listening to you so <laughs> I just want to keep it going for a little bit I'm gonna milk I'm gonna like force you to stay for a second um, I want to I want to go back to mentality a little bit because I think and in the last probably I think in the last uh, one month or just a couple like a little bit more I really think the mentality is everything um, and I guess and I guess I talk about a lot in my own head I talk about being trying to be my trying to be myself and really like being real with myself if I don't think I'm going to do something um there's no reason to pretend that I can um and I guess it's oh it's so hard to explain I guess it's like not pretending that I'm better than what I already am and actually realizing my skills and kind of honing in on that. Um, I guess myself, like I've been, I've tried a lot of different things. Like I've tried videography, I've tried e-commerce, I've tried this and I've tried that. And I've, I've tried so many different things um, to actually find what I actually want to do. And yeah. this is like a time where I'm like, this is actually really cool. Like this is something I've seen myself doing for the next 20, 30, 50, like a lot, a lot of time. And, um, 
Is there anything that people should look out for to find, to realize that thing is what they actually want to do? Does that question make sense or do you want me to reword yeah, it in a different no, way? No, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, like for me, you know, if I was working in a job that I didn't like, mm. you know, going home to a house that I don't like, just doing shit that I don't want to do. Um, I would have been in bed probably like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, because I think when people, when people do the things that they don't want to do or they're living an entire life that they don't want to be living, it takes so much more energy. You know, people are so tired all the time. Yeah, in part because shit nutrition and people don't move enough. Um, but a massive component of it comes back to they're just unhappy. You know, they're unhappy with what they're doing. And it literally takes more energy to, um, to be negative and positive. How do you realize, how do you realize though? Like, how do you stop yourself from that mindset and be like, okay, like, let me find what I actually want to do. And what's the, what are the, what are the steps to find what you actually want? Is it just, Trying a lot of things and finding something? Like, what is it? I think the first thing is, is gratitude. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to actually, you know, for example, people say, for example, you're in a job that you don't want to do and living a mostly a life that you don't want to be living. Instead yeah. of moping around and being negative person about it find the aspects of your life that you're actually grateful for you know it could be the smallest things you know an amazing cup of coffee in the morning you know an awesome song on the radio um the sun you know the stars like just all these like the very idea that we're even here is like mathematically implausible you know like yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't even happen but yet here we are now there's so many things that we can be grateful for that we're not you know? and so taking the time to actually be grateful and expressing gratitude and sitting in gratitude on a regular basis begins to actually change your psychology begins to change the way that you think and in being grateful you need to be present. You, know, you need to actually take time for yourself. And while you're taking time for yourself, you know, discover yourself a little bit. You know, understand what you like, what you don't like, the things that drive you, the things that you know, you're willing to stay up until one o'clock in the morning working on because not because you have to, but because you generally want to. You know, it takes time. But um, starting the process through gratitude and through being present and actually just spending time on yourself, with yourself, by yourself, um, is going to allow you to begin that process of discovering what you truly love to do. There's one, thank you for that, that was actually really good. Um, And I agree with everything. Um, I think for one thing, every time I'm talking to someone and I'm trying to kind of 
understand who they are, what they want to do. The one question I always go to is what's something that you would take 30000 a year over 70000 a year in a normal position? So let's say, for example, you pick one thing in your life and if you can do that for 30000 a year rather than work in an office for 70k a year, what would that thing be? And I feel like a lot of people without answering that question, without even me asking that, when you say, what do you want to do? They say, I don't know. But then when you ask that question, they say, just for example, I like flowers. I like making flowers. I like drawing. But the thing is, people don't think they can money, they can make money when they draw. So they don't go to, they don't try and build a business around that, I guess. Like people think, there's a lot of things that are enjoyable you can't make money from. And I guess, I think a lot, in my opinion, I think a lot of people know what they want to do, but they just don't, they don't know how to turn it into actually, they don't know how to monetize it. And obviously that's something really scary. Like that's something people don't want to talk about. People don't want to talk about them not doing what they want because a lot of people are unhappy. Um... And I think that's a, a, a serious point. Um, Nate, um, is like, what are you thinking right now? Do, do you want to continue? What, like, how, are you on low on time? It's literally 10.27 p.m. I don't know what not time you normally sleep. Um, I'll just go, go to about 11. Um, 11? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you've got any other questions now, I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably, just, yeah, just the only thing I was going to say um, to to add on what you were just saying. Um, but yeah, I think finding something that you know, you're it wouldn't matter if you took a massive pay cut to do it um, because effectively in the beginning that's that's what you're doing. You know, if if you're starting a business, you're almost definitely, you know, especially if you're starting a business and probably making the unwise decision of quitting your job, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you are almost definitely taking a huge pay cut because no business or one in a thousand businesses actually like go straight away. Mm-hmm. It's very uncommon. Um, so yeah, very good point of if it's something that you wanted to do for, you know, a, a 30, 40, 50K a year pay cut mm-hmm. um, because that's that's what you're going to be doing effectively in the beginning. But um, I think in order to know what you truly enjoy, you need to be able to answer the question of, like, if someone, if someone came up to you, if you're walking, you know, shopping mall down the street or whatever and someone came up to you and said who are you yeah could you answer that question could could you actually say who you are and not just your name because that's an attachment to who you are but who you are i don't think i think it's i think a, a lot of people have a very hard time answering that question because they don't want to. They don't want to look at it because of all the all the the limiting beliefs that they have 
around who they are makes it an uncomfortable process. You know, discovering who you are fucking sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but once you do, it's the most amazing experience in the world. Yeah. And it's really rewarding as well. I guess like you stop care. The thing is, yeah, well, you stop caring about other people's opinions as well. And you kind of start liking people more, like you being more truthful to yourself. You answer questions truthfully. You lie less. And when you're alone, you get more comfortable. Um, you literally just enjoy music more. You just, the thing is like, and I think this is a hard topic as well, and I keep saying that, but it really is. Like, it's hard to understand who you are. And I think that's a really good example you just give. Like, someone walks down the street and asks you, who are you? Can you actually answer that question? And a lot of, like, I think even including me, to be honest with you, like, it's it's going to be really hard to answer that question. And I guess it's, I guess a lot of people found exactly what they want to do and there's people that are on the edge um, and they're just kind of exploring. Anyway, let me move, let me move forward. It's 11, it's 10.31. Nate, thank you so fucking much for joining me today, my man. By the way, just, to, <laughs> just, just a quick thing. I was getting home. I, we, the thing is meant to be scheduled at 7.30 p.m. I let Nate know I couldn't make it at that time. So he said, um, anyway, I said, I can make it at 8.30. And he's like, you know what? I can I can uh, fit in a quick workout. <laughs> so I guess that just proves that, you know, you're definitely in the right industry. Um, but Nate, honestly, thank you so much for joining me today, by the way. No worries, mate. It was, thank it you, was an mate. absolute pleasure. Absolutely. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I like when, you talk, when I'm talking to you, man. You're very, like... You, I feel like you're easy to talk to, and I feel like the the first podcast, this podcast was definitely more natural. Do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it just, just flowed more. It just flowed. It definitely flowed more. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Oh, there's no actually, there's no video on this one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Podcast number seven. That's crazy. I can't wait to get to number. 20 and 30 and 50 it's going to be unbelievable um i think podcast number 10 might be a facebook live so um i have no idea so we'll see about that but thank you so much for everyone for listening and i will see you guys in the next podcast you guys have the most beautiful night of your freaking lives thanks everyone